seen and not heard may not be appropriate for all audiences. Please see our show notes for episode-specific warnings and for access to the transcript. Why is it so bright in here? Who opens their shades at this hour? Oh, wait, this is David's place. Last thing I remember was playing a drinking game along with some really bad old horror movie, and... Oh, I must have fallen asleep. And he... covered me with a blanket and left water and aspirin next to me. (laughs) This guy has one hell of a mother hen streak in him. (sighs) Okay, hangover assessment. Not too bad. Didn't sleep great, but better than nothing. All told, I can deal. But what is that humming sound? Is that the TV? No, TV's off. It's coming from the other room. What's... David's bedroom. It's as neat and tidy as the rest of the little apartment, except for where he has a tarp set out to catch the paint he is finger-painting onto a canvas. He has music playing, something I don't recognize, and his whole body looks relaxed. The thing about David is that ever since the moment we met, he's had this sort of controlled way about his movements. I don't mean he's stiff, he's not, but you do get the sense that he holds back a little. Like, he's always trying to stop himself from fidgeting or something. But right now, he's moving a little to the music, he's practically dripping in bright paint, and he actually has bedhead. It's really nice to see. He looks comfortable. And now it occurs to me that I am standing in his doorway staring at him when he doesn't realize I'm there. I say his name, but he doesn't hear of the music, so I do the thing he did back when we first met. Oh shit, sorry, did I wake you? I didn't think the music was that loud. No, you're fine. Sorry to interrupt the uh, creative process, I just felt very creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Can I look? Uh, yeah, I guess so. It's not finished. I'm hardly a critic. Okay, yeah, sure. Wow. This is... I mean, this is gorgeous. All these colors? Yeah, like I said, it's not finished. It's kind of just starting, but... Hell of a first draft. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I know what I like. I like this. I would totally put this in my apartment. This isn't at all the kind of thing I thought you would paint. What did you think I would paint? For some reason, I imagined you painting things like cityscapes or little still-life sort of things. Like the kind of stuff you'd paint in one of those art classes where they get you hammered on wine the whole time. Oh. <laughs> Either that or like broody stuff so you could pretend you were a tortured artist. <laughs> 
I'm glad to see you go a much perkier route. Right. Sorry, did that sound like an insult? I, I didn't mean for it to be. No, I, I just... This is sort of a new thing I've been trying. What do you mean? Um... If it's too personal. No, it's... Hang on. So, no one has ever seen these. But it seems fair. You've trusted me with some stuff, so... Here. Are you sure? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Oh. Oh, wow. These... They're different, yeah. Are those... numbers? Attacking the person in this? Yeah. Oh, and... And the furniture, too. Huh. Yeah, it's... Everything in that one is made up of even numbers. Hmm. More numbers. Yeah, it's... That's supposed to be the view from my childhood bedroom. That's my hand trying to break the window. These are... Hard to look at. They're kind of upsetting. Not in that... I'm trying to be edgy way. They're angry. Entire worlds made up of minute numbers. Weapons crafted from them. Scars. I keep staring at them, trying to make them make sense. Trying to make them match up with the sweet guy standing across from me covered in hot pink and lime green paint. People really do have layers, huh? I had some rough years. You don't have to get into it if, if you don't No, it's, it's okay. I'm good now. I'm better. I spent a long, long time frustrated. That's... No, that's not right. I was angry, and I was hurting, and I didn't know what to do or how to deal with it. Sometimes drawing helped for a minute. What were you angry about? When I was little, I thought everyone was weird like me. I just assumed. As I got older, though, my parents started getting pissed off at me for it. My dad would yell at me for needing to flip a light switch a certain number of times. My mom would smack my hands if I tried to line up the spice jars in the kitchen just right. They kept asking me, what's wrong with you? Stop it. Why are you doing that? And I didn't have an answer. I just knew I had to. I knew I had to take eight steps on the sidewalk with my right foot crossing over the line first. Then I had to switch and do eight steps that way with my left. And if I didn't get it right, if it didn't feel right, I had to go back and do it all over again. I counted everything. I counted the number of letters in words and added them all up to make even-numbered sentences. I would stay up half the night getting in and out of bed because I didn't get into it the right way the first time, and then I'd do shitty at school the next day and get in trouble for bad grades and run out of time on tests because I had to trace over every single letter I wrote. It just... It would never stop, no matter how many times people yelled at me, or gave me detention, or told me to stop being such a freak. Jesus. Well, I asked Jesus about it, and he kept pretty quiet about the whole thing. 
So you can imagine how that felt for a kid who grew up as religious as I did. It just... It was lonely as hell. It was hard. I had to teach myself how to function like a normal person. But I almost never managed to do it. The only thing that kept me from failing in school was doodling in the margins of... <laughs> everything. I got in trouble for that too, but for some reason it would keep me a little more focused. My dad didn't like that. He wouldn't let me take art as an elective in school, wouldn't let me spend my free time drawing, any of that. He was very... <laughs> uh, into the idea of me being a real man, and art didn't fit into that, in his view. So fuck you, Dad, right? <laughs> Sorry, that's... I shouldn't... No, it's, it's fine. I more or less said that when I moved out. Do you still talk to your parents? No, I burned that bridge and a lot of others. Everything came to a head and blew up and... I alienated a lot of people because it was easier to be alone and leave everything behind. I guess when I see you, I maybe see some of that. Not as extreme, but still. The pulling away, then the trying to be part of things, then the pulling away again. I did that my whole life. I know, I have no idea what it feels like to be you going through what you're going through, but... I get it. And when I say I get it, I mean... I know what it's like to... to feel like you're the only one. The, the only person like you. Even if you know you aren't, it feels that way. I spent so much of my life in my own head, just trying to get my brain to shut the fuck up for five seconds. I say that like it's past tense. It's not. I just, uh, I figured out ways to cope. Uh, kind of. And I got some help. And I don't think I'll ever go back to my family. Or at least not anytime soon. But I've gotten a chance to start over here. And you've been good for me. Like, I like who I am around you. So, OCD, huh? Yep. Sucks. Yep. So, did I scare you off? No. So, I didn't mention this before, but I got my mom to shit out an emotion beyond militant anxiety last night. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll stick, but progress is progress, right? I think so. And maybe I should thank you for that. Me? Yeah. I've I've been feeling better since we started hanging out. A little less alone. And I like who I am around you too. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I have to um I should go home, get cleaned up. I have to help my parents do all the shitty stuff that happens after someone dies. Oh, right, yeah, of, of course. Thanks. Uh, for letting me cry all over you. <laughs> and for 
sharing, I guess. Trusting me, I mean. Can I do anything? I know that might be weird. It's not like I know your family, but... I'll let you know. We hug, right? Yeah, we hug. <laughs> I'll see you later. And hey, sleep, okay? Please? I'll try. Do or do not. Nerd. <laughs> it's not that I'm procrastinating getting to my parents' house when I take the long route. It's that I'm not sure I should walk in empty-handed. I need to do something to help. Not to be completely predictable, but... Food. Food would help. The bakery I like isn't open yet, but here's a place. Not much money, but oh honey, ain't we got fun? Good morning! Look at that. We have an early bird. Hopefully I'm getting pastries and not worms. What can we get for you? I haven't been here before. What's good? I'd be a very bad businesswoman if I didn't say everything was good. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let me get three custard creams, three jelly-filled, three chocolate cake, and three glazed. Ooh, good choices. I know my fried dough. Anything else for you, sweetie? Yeah, I should get some bagels, too. Oh, they're fresh as can be. Yeah, they look fresh. Uh, I'll just do three each of plain and sesame. Thanks. Looks like someone's having a nice brunch party. <laughs> Something like that. Hey. Hi. I, I, I didn't know if you were coming. What? Mom hasn't stopped since she woke up. I stayed here last night, and she was up by six and already making phone calls. Sarah, you have to look at me when you talk. Oh, right. Something about Mom? She's been on the phone since before the sun came up. Sounds about right. I keep asking her to eat something, but she just won't. Well, I brought food. Maybe a bagel will snap her out of it. She's not doing carbs. She's Jewish. Someone just died. Of course she's doing carbs. Well, you're free to try and convince her. I've stopped trying to even knock on the office door. You know, she was actually using the landline. So she could put people on hold. If our mother ever missed a calling, it was being a 1950s phone operator. Want a bagel? No. Have you eaten? I'm not hungry. Of course you are. Eat a donut. Here. Are these from... Uh, the good bakery wasn't open yet. Try to choke it down. Are there custard creams? Yeah, obviously. Don't tell Dad. He's supposed to be careful about sugar in the morning. When did our parents suddenly get all these food rules? Around the same time Mom got on Facebook. Explains that. Where's Dad? Kitchen. Eat the donut, take a shower. You're not the boss of me. Firstborn privileges. Go. Don't eat the donut in the shower. Only sad people do that. Sometimes you sound a lot like Mom. You know that? You take that back. Never. Hey, sweetie. I brought bagels and donuts. Carbs and sugar. Pick your poison. Bagel. There's cream cheese in the fridge. Get some sleep? Yeah. You? Hmm. Can I do anything? I don't think so. I don't know what there is to do, anyway. I'm sure Mom has it handled. I just 
Won't be long before neighbors and friends start turning up. Uh, so I should clear fridge and freezer space. Not a bad idea. These bagels are terrible. Yeah, the good bakery wasn't open yet. They're like bricks. Impressively bad. You could build a house out of these. Like a gingerbread house that no child would ever approach. <laughs> They'd make decent breadcrumbs, though. No bird would touch them. Hansel and Gretel should have swung by this place. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even funny. Not at all. Why are we laughing? <laughs> they really do suck. I hope you didn't pay much for them. These bagels are so bad, I'd rather be planning a funeral than eating them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was offensive. You weren't supposed to laugh. That was me being an asshole. Oh, honey. I needed to laugh at something. Even if it's awful. Besides, Grandma would have thought that was funny. Hell, she probably would have made that same joke herself. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I just remembered. What is it? When you were, oh, maybe three or four, I guess, you walked up to Grandma and you climbed up in her lap and you asked her why her face wasn't the same color as her neck, loud as could be. I did not. Did I? You did. Mom nearly broke her neck trying to hurry over to you to get you to be quiet, but you kept asking about it. Why do you wear makeup? What color is your real skin? What have you washed off your skin when you wash your face? <laughs> I was a scary kid. All kids are scary, but it made Grandma laugh. She said we needed to teach you some tact, but she always liked how you'd say whatever you were thinking. She once told me that if everyone in the world could be a little more like you, we'd have more squabbles, but... Fewer fights. I already miss her. So do I. Now, Sarah, I heard you two talking. She's really upset. I think it's hitting her pretty hard. And how are you? I don't know yet. I went over to a friend's place last night, and he made me feel a little better. Who's this friend? Oh, you don't know him. Is he... We're just friends. So, do I get to know anything about him? His name's David. He, uh, was actually our server on Sarah's birthday. Oh, I think I remember him a little. Seemed nice. I forgot my keys and went back, and we got to talking. Hung out. Been hanging out ever since. Well, I'd love to meet him properly sometime. That'd be great. You'll like him. And you're sure you're just... You're as bad as mom. I just want you to be happy. I don't have to date someone to be happy. Fair enough. But, yeah. It's nice to have a friend. I mean, one who gets it and didn't know me before, you know? So he's not comparing what I used to be like all the time. I, I should see if Mom needs a hand with anything. You don't have to. Yeah. Okay. We don't say anything else. Just eat our bad bagels and, I don't know, ponder. And I really just want to curl up and go to sleep and not think about anything for a while. But I can't do that because I have a work thing I can't get out of. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, can I get you two to shift just a little bit more? E yeah. Good. I say charcuterie. Charcuterie. charcuterie.
Wow, I didn't think you'd actually say charcuterie. Cool. Uh, these will probably be up on the website pretty soon, so check back. Sarah texted me a picture of Grandma. In it, Grandma is grinning ear to ear, standing next to my dad, who is head and shoulders taller than her. She's looking up at him, and if you look really, really closely, you can see she's wearing one of those enormous, cheap hearing amplifiers she used to keep in her purse. <sighs> I reach up and touch my own hearing aid, and for the first time, it doesn't feel like a beacon, or like it weighs 50 pounds. It feels like a weird little connection to her. I never talked to her about what it was like to start to lose her hearing. I figured our experiences were too different. Maybe they weren't. I've never taken a picture of myself that showed my hearing aids. I've never said anything on social media about being deaf at all, actually. I put a picture of myself in profile, hair tucked back to show my ear, next to the picture of Grandma, side by side. I write a caption. My beautiful grandmother, just a few short years ago. I'll always remember her laughter, even if my world goes completely silent. Grandma was brave in the face of her struggles, and I am going to do my best to live up to her example every day. I love you, Grandma. Then, now, and forever. Now it's out in the world. And hey, what do you know? So am I. Seen and Not Heard is written and directed by Caroline Minx, with music by Gavin Crockett and sound design by Tal Manier. This episode featured the voices of Leslie Gideon as Sarah, Stephen Goldman as Joe, Sean Lenhart as David, Caroline Minx as Bette, and Marnie Warner as The Baker. Follow us on Twitter at SeenNotHeardPod or email us at SeenAndNotHeardPod at gmail.com. Seen and Not Heard is produced in Central Virginia on unceded Appomattox territory. <laughs>